0: section five of ulysses this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for further information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org ulysses by james joyce part two the odyssey episode four calypso mr leopold bloom ate with relish the inner organs of beasts and fowls he liked thick giblet soup nutty gizzards a stuffed roast heart liver slices fried with crust crumbs fried hencods cod's rows. most of all he liked grilled mutton kidneys which gave to his palate a fine tang of faintly scented urine kidneys were in his mind as he moved about the kitchen softly writing her breakfast things on the humpy tray jellied light and air were in the kitchen but out of doors gentle summer morning everywhere made him feel a bit peckish. The coals were reddening. Another slice of bread and butter. Three. Four. Right. She didn't like her plate full. Right. He turned from the tray, lifted the kettle off the hob and set it sideways on the fire. It sat there, dull and squat. Its spout stuck out. Cup of tea soon. Good. Mouth dry the cat walked stiffly round a leg of the table with tail on high oh there you are mr bloom said turning from the fire the cat mewed in answer and stalked again stiffly round a leg of the table mewing just how she stalks over my writing table scratch my head mr bloom watched curiously kindly the lithe black form clean to see the gloss of her sleek hide the white button under the butt of her tail the green flashing eyes he bent down to her his hands on his knees milk for the pussins, he said meow the cat cried they call them stupid they understand what we say better than we understand them she understands all she wants to vindictive too wonder what i look like to her height of a tower No, she can jump me. Afraid of the chickens she is, he said mockingly. Afraid of the chuk chooks. I never saw such a stupid pussons as the pussons. Cruel, her nature. Curious mice never squeal, seemed to like it. Meow, the cat said loudly. She blinked up out of her avid, shame-closing eyes, mewing plaintively and long, showing him her milk-white teeth. He watched the dark eyes slits narrowing with greed till her eyes were green stones. Then he went to the dresser, took the jug Handland's milkman had just filled for him, poured warm bubbled milk on a saucer and set it slowly on the floor. Grrrr, she cried, running to lap. He watched the bristles shining wirily in the weak light as she tipped three times and licked lightly. Wonder is it true if you clip them they can't mouse after? why they shine in the dark perhaps the tips or kind of feelers in the dark perhaps he listened to her licking lap Ham and eggs no no good eggs with this drought want pure fresh water thursday not a good day either for a mutton kidney at buckley's fried with butter a shake of pepper Better a pork kidney at Lugacchi's. while the kettle is boiling she lapped slower then licking the saucer clean why are their tongues so rough to lap better all porous holes nothing she can eat he glanced round him no on quietly creaky boots he went up the staircase to the hall paused by the bedroom door she might like something tasty thin bread and butter she likes in the morning still perhaps once in a way he said softly in the bare hall i'm going round the corner be back in a minute and when he had heard his voice say it, he added, You don't want anything for breakfast? A sleepy, soft grunt answered, mm. No, she did not want anything. He heard then a warm, heavy sigh, softer, as she turned over, and the loose brass quoits of the bedstead jingled. Must get those settled, really. Pity, all the way from Gibraltar. Forgotten any little Spanish she knew. Wonder what her father gave for it old style ah yes of course bought it at the governor's auction got a short knock hard as nails at a bargain old tweedy yes sir at plevna that was i rose from the ranks, sir and i am proud of it still he had brains enough to make that corner in stamps now that was far seeing his hand took his hat from the peg over his initialed heavy overcoat and his lost property office second-hand waterproof stamps sticky back pictures dare say lots of officers are in the swim too of course they do the sweated legend in the crown of his hat told him mutely plasto's high-grade hat he peeped quickly inside the leather headband white slip of paper quite safe on the doorstep he felt in his hip pocket for the latchkey not there in the trousers i left off must get it potato i have creaky wardrobe no use disturbing her she turned over sleepily that time he pulled the hall door to after him very quietly more till the foot-leaf dropped gently over the threshold a limp lid looked shut all right till i come back anyhow he crossed to the bright side avoiding the loose cellar flap of number seventy five the sun was nearing the steeple of george's church be a warm day i fancy Especially in these black clothes feel it more black conducts reflects refracts is it the heat but i couldn't go in that light suit make a picnic of it his eyelids sank quietly often as he walked in happy warmth boland's bread-van delivering with trays our daily but she prefers yesterday's loaves turnovers crisp crowns hot makes you feel young somewhere in the east early morning set off at dawn travel round in front of the sun steal a day's march on him keep it up for ever. never grow a day older technically walk along a strand strange land come to a city gate sentry there old rancor too old tweedies big moustaches leaning on a long kind of a spear wander through awn streets Turbaned faces going by dark caves of carpet shops big man turko the terrible seated cross-legged smoking a coiled pipe cries of sellers in the streets drink water scented with fennel sherbet wander along all day might meet a robber or two well meet him getting on to sundown the shadows of the mosques along the pillars priest with a scroll rolled up a shiver of the trees signal the evening wind i pass on fading gold sky a mother watches from her doorway she calls her children home in their dark language high wall beyond strings twanged night sky moon violet color of molly's new garters strings listen a girl playing one of these instruments what do you call them dulcimers i pass probably not a bit like it really kind of stuff you read in the track of the sun sunburst on the title page he smiled pleasing himself what arthur griffith said about the headpiece over the freeman leader a home rule sun rising up in the northwest from the laneway behind the bank of ireland he prolonged his pleased smile Ikey touch that home rule sun rising up in the northwest he approached larry o'rourke's from the cellar grating floated up the flabby gush of porter through the open doorway the bar squirted out whiffs of ginger tea dust biscuit mush good house however just the end of the city traffic for instance Macaulay's down there n g as position of course if they ran a tram line along the north circular from the cattle market to the quays value would go up like a shot bald head over the blind cute old codger no use canvassing him and ad Still, he knows his own business best. There he is, sure enough, my bold Larry, leaning against the sugar bean in his shirt sleeves, watching the aproned curate swab up with mop and bucket. Simon Dedalus takes him off to a tea with his eyes screwed up. Do you know what I'm going to tell you? What's that, Mr. O'Rourke? Do you know what? The Russians, they'd be only an eight o'clock breakfast for the Japanese. Stop and say a word, about the funeral perhaps, Sad thing about poor Dignam, Mr. O'Rourke. Turning into Dorset Street, he said, freshly in greeting, through the doorway, Good day, Mr. O'Rourke. Good day to you. Lovely weather, sir. Tis all that. Where do they get the money? Coming up red-headed curates from the county leitrim, rinsing empties and old man in the cellar. Then, lo and behold, they blossom out as Adam Findlater's or Dan Talon's then think of the competition general thirst good puzzle would be cross dublin without passing a pub save it they can't off the drunks perhaps put down three and carry five what is that a bob here and there dribs and drabs on the wholesale orders perhaps doing a double shuffle with the town travelers square it with the boss and we'll split the job see how much would that top to off the porter in the month say ten barrels of stuff say he got ten percent oh more ten fifteen he passed st joseph's national school brats clamour windows open fresh air helps memory or a lilt r b c d f g Q boys are they yes inish turk inish shark inish boffin at their jogger fry mine sleeve bloom he halted before Dlugachi's window, staring at the hanks of sausages, polonies, black and white. Fifty multiplied by... The figures whitened in his mind, unsolved. Displeased, he let them fade. The shiny links, packed with forcemeat, fed his gaze, and he breathed in tranquilly the lukewarm breath of cooked, spicy pig's blood. A kidney oozed blood-gouts on the willow-patterned dish. The last... He stood by the next-door girl at the counter would she buy it too calling the items from a slip in her hand chapped washing soda and a pound and a half of denny's sausages his eyes rested on her vigorous hips woods his name is wonder what he does wife is oldish new blood no followers allowed strong pair of arms whacking a carpet on the clothesline she does whack it by george the way her crooked skirt swings at each whack the ferret-eyed pork-butcher folded the sausages he had snipped off with blotchy fingers sausage pink sound meat there like a stall-fed heifer he took up a page from the pile of cut sheets the model farm at Kinnereth on the lake shore of Tiberius can become ideal winter sanatorium moses montefiore i thought he was farmhouse wall round it blurred cattle cropping he held the page from him interesting read it nearer the blurred cropping cattle the page rustling a young white heifer those mornings in the cattle market the beasts lowing in their pens branded sheep flop and full of dung the breeders in hobnailed boots trudging through the litter slapping a palm on a ripe meated hindquarter. there's a prime one unpeeled switches in their hands he held the page aslant patiently bending his senses and his will his soft subject gaze at rest the crooked skirt swinging whack by whack by whack the pork butcher snapped two sheets from the pile wrapped up her prime sausages and made a red grimace now my miss he said she tendered a coin smiling boldly holding her thick wrist out thank you my miss and one shilling threepence change for you please mr bloom pointed quickly to catch up and walk behind her if she went slowly behind her moving hams pleasant to see first thing in the morning hurry up damn it make hay while the sun shines she stood outside the shop in sunlight and sauntered lazily to the right he sighed down his nose they never understand soda chapped hands crusted toenails too brown scapulars in tatters defending her both ways the sting of disregard glowed to weak pleasure within his breast for another a constable off duty cuddled her in eccles lane they like them sizable prime sausage oh please mr policeman i'm lost in the wood threepence please his hand accepted the moist tender gland and slid it into a side pocket then it fetched up three coins from his trousers pocket and laid them on the rubber prickles they lay were read quickly and quickly slid disc by disc into the till thank you sir another time a speck of eager fire from fox eyes thanked him he withdrew his gaze after an instant no better not another time good morning he said moving away good morning sir no sign gone what matter he walked back along dorset street reading gravely agendath netaim planters company to purchase vast sandy tracts from turkish government and plant with eucalyptus trees excellent for shade fuel and construction orange groves and immense melon fields north of jaffa you pay eight marks and they plant a dunam of land for you with olives oranges almonds or citrons olives cheaper oranges need artificial irrigation every year you get a sending of the crop your name entered for life as owner in the book of the union can pay ten down and the balance in yearly instalments bleibtreusstraße 34 berlin w 15 nothing doing still an idea behind it he looked at the cattle blurred in silver heat silvered powdered olive trees quiet long days pruning ripening olives are packed in jars eh i have a few left from andrews molly spitting them out knows the taste of them now oranges in tissue paper packed in crates citrons too wonder is poor citron still alive in st kevin's parade and mastiansky with the old sitter pleasant evenings we had then molly in citron's basket chair nice to hold cool waxen fruit hold in the hand lift it to the nostrils and smell the perfume like that heavy sweet wild perfume always the same year after year they fetched high prices too Moisel told me our beauteous place pleasant streets pleasant old times must be without a flaw he said coming all that way spain gibraltar mediterranean the levant crates lined up on the quayside at jaffa chap ticking them off in a book navvies handling them in soiled dungarees there's what you call him out of how do you doesn't see chap you know just a salute bit of a bore his back is like that norwegian captain's wonder if i'll meet him to-day watering-cart to provoke the rain on earth as it is in heaven a cloud began to cover the sun holy slowly wholly, gray far no not like that a barren land bare waste volcanic lake the dead sea no fish weedless sunk deep in the earth no wind would lift those waves gray metal poisonous foggy waters brimstone they call it raining down the cities of the plain sodom gomorrah edom all dead names the dead sea and the dead land gray and old old now it bore the oldest the first race a bent hag crossed from cassidy's clutching a noggin bottle by the neck the oldest people wandered far away over all the earth captivity to captivity multiplying dying being born everywhere it lay there now now it could bear no more dead an old woman's the grey sunken cunt of the world desolation grey horror seared his flesh folding the page into his pocket he turned into eccles street hurrying homeward cold oil slid along his veins chilling his blood age crusting him with a salt cloak well i'm here now morning mouth bad images got up wrong side of the bed must begin again those sandow's exercises on the hands down blotchy brown brick houses number eighty still unmet. why is that valuation is only twenty-eight towers battersby north macarthur parlour windows plastered with bills plasters on a sore eye to smell the gentle smoke of tea fume of the pan sizzling butter be near her ample bed-warmed flesh yes yes quick warm sunlight came running from berkeley road swiftly in slim sandals along the brightening footpath runs she runs to meet me a girl with gold hair on the wind two letters and a card lay on the whole floor he stopped and gathered them mrs marion bloom his quick heart slowed at once bold hand mrs marion Poldy! entering the bedroom he half closed his eyes and walked through warm yellow twilight towards her tousled head who are the letters for he looked at them mullingar milly a letter for me from milly he said carefully and a card to you and a letter for you he laid her card and letter on the twill bedspread near the curve of her knees do you want the blind up Letting the blind up by gentle tugs, halfway his backward eye saw her glance at the letter and tuck it under her pillow. That do? he asked, turning. She was reading the card propped on her elbow. She got the things, she said. He waited till she had laid the card aside and curled herself back slowly with a snug sigh. Hurry up with that tea, she said. I'm parched. The kettle is boiling, he said but he delayed to clear the chair. Her striped petticoat tossed soiled linen and lifted all in an armful onto the foot of the bed. As he went down the kitchen stairs, she called, "Baldy, What? Scald the teapot? On the boil, sure enough, a plume of steam from the spout. He scalded and rinsed out the teapot and put in four full spoons of tea, tilting the kettle then to let water flow in having set it to draw he took off the kettle and crushed the pan flat on the live coals and watched the lump of butter slide and melt while he unwrapped the kidney the cat mewed hungrily against him give her too much meat she won't mouse say they won't eat pork kosher here he let the blood-smeared paper fall to her and dropped the kidney amid the sizzling butter sauce pepper he sprinkled it through his fingers ring-wise from the chipped egg cup then he slit open his letter glancing down the page and over thanks new tam mr Cochland, Loch Owl picnic young student blazes Boylan's seaside girls the tea was drawn he filled his own moustache cup sham crown derby smiling silly milly's birthday gift only five she was then no wait four I gave her the amberoid necklace she broke putting pieces of folded brown paper in the letter-box for her he smiled pouring oh milly bloom you are my darling you are my looking-glass from night to morning i'd rather have you without a farthing than katie keogh with her ass and garden poor old professor goodwin dreadful old case still he was a courteous old chap old-fashioned way he used to bow molly off the platform and the little mirror in his silk hat the night Milly brought it into the parlour oh look what i found in professor goodwin's hat oh we laughed sex breaking out even then pert little piece she was he prodded a fork into the kidney and slapped it over then fitted the teapot on the tray its hump bumped as he took it up everything on it bread and butter four sugar spoon a cream yes he carried it upstairs his thumb hooked in the teapot handle nudging the door open with his knee he carried the tray in and set it on the chair by the bedhead. what a time you were she said she set the brasses jingling as she raised herself briskly an elbow on the pillow he looked calmly down on her bulk and between her large soft bubs sloping within her nightdress like a she-goat's udder the warmth of her couched body rose on the air mingling with the fragrance of the tea she poured a strip of torn envelope peeped from under the dimpled pillow in the act of going he stayed to straighten the bedspread who was the letter from he asked bold hand marion oh Boylan," she said he's bringing the programme what are you singing lachi darem with j c doyle she said and love's old sweet song her full lips drinking smiled rather stale smell that incense leaves next day like foul flower water would you like the window open a little she doubled a slice of bread into her mouth asking what time is the funeral eleven i think he answered i didn't see the paper he took up a leg of her soiled drawers from the bed no then a twisted grey garter looped round a stocking rumpled shiny soul no that book other stocking her petticoat it must have fell down she said he felt here and there voglio et non vorrei wonder if she pronounces that right voglio not in the bed must have slid down he stooped and lifted the valance the book fallen sprawled against the bulge of the orange keyed chamber pot show here she said i put a mark in it there's a word i wanted to ask you she swallowed a draught of tea from her cup held by the knot handle and having wiped her finger tips smartly on the blanket began to search the text with the hairpin till she reached the word met him what he asked here she said what does that mean he leant downwards and read near her polished thumbnail metempsychosis who's he when he's at home metempsychosis he said frowning it's greek from the greek that means the transmigration of souls oh rocks she said tell us in plain words he smiled glancing askance at her mocking eye the same young eyes the first night after the charades dolphins barn he turned over the smudged pages ruby the pride of the ring hello illustration fierce italian with carriage whip must be ruby pride of thee on the floor naked sheet kindly lent the monster Maffei desisted and flung his victim from him with an oath cruelty behind it all doped animals trapeze at henglers had to look the other way mob gaping break your neck and we'll break our sides families of them bone them young so they met them psychosis that we live after death our souls that a man's soul after he dies, Dignam's soul. Did you finish it? he asked. Yes, she said. There's nothing smutty in it. Is she in love with the first fellow all the time? Never read it. Do you want another? Yes, get another of Paul de Cox. Nice name he has. She poured more tea into her cup, watching its flow sideways. Must get that Capel Street library book renewed, or they'll write to Kearney, my guarantor reincarnation that's a word some people believe he said that we go on living in another body after death that we lived before they call it reincarnation that we all lived before on the earth thousands of years ago or some other planet they say we've forgotten it some say they remember their past lives the sluggish cream wound curdling spirals through her tea better remind her of the word metempsychosis an example would be better an example the bath of the nymph over the bed given away with the easter number of photo bits splendid masterpiece in art colours tea before you put milk in not unlike her with her hair down slimmer three and six i go for the frame she said it would look nice over the bed naked nymphs greece and for instance all the people that lived then he turned the pages back metempsychosis he said is what the ancient greeks called it they used to believe you could be changed into an animal or a tree for instance what they called nymphs for example her spoon ceased to stir up the sugar she gazed straight before her inhaling through her arched nostrils there's a smell of burn she said did you leave anything on the fire the kidney he cried suddenly he fitted the book roughly into his inner pocket and stubbing his toes against the broken commode hurried out towards the smell, stepping hastily down the stairs with a flurried stork's legs. Pungent smoke shot up in an angry jet from a side of the pan. By prodding a prong of the fork under the kidney, he detached it and turned it turtle on its back, only a little burnt. He tossed it off the pan onto a plate and let the scanty brown gravy trickle over it. Cup of tea now. He sat down, cut and buttered a slice of the loaf, he shore away the burnt flesh and flung it to the cat then he put a forkful into his mouth chewing with discernment the toothsome pliant meat done to a turn a mouthful of tea then he cut away dyes of bread sopped one in the gravy and put it in his mouth what was that about some young student and a picnic he creased out the letter at his side reading it slowly as he chewed, sopping another die of bread in the gravy and raising it to his mouth. Dearest Papley, thanks ever so much for the lovely birthday present. It suits me splendid. Everyone says I'm quite the belle in my new tam. I got Mummy's lovely box of creams and am writing. They are lovely. I'm getting on swimming in the photo business now. Mr. Coughlin took one of me and Mrs. We'll send when developed. We did great biz yesterday. Fair day and all the beef to the heels were in. We are going to Loch Owl on Monday with a few friends to make a scrap picnic. Give my love to mummy and to yourself a big kiss and thanks. I hear them at the piano downstairs. There is to be a concert in the Greville Arms on Saturday. There's a young student comes here some evenings named Bannon. His cousins or something are big swells. He sings Boylan's i was on the pop of writing blazes Boylan's song about those seaside girls tell him silly milly sends my best respects must now close with fondest love your fond daughter milly p s excuse bad writing am in a hurry bye bye m fifteen yesterday curious fifteenth of the month too her first birthday away from home separation remember the summer morning she was born running to knock up mrs thornton in denzil street jolly old woman lots of babies she must have helped into the world she knew from the first poor little rudy wouldn't live well god is good sir she knew at once he would be eleven now if he had lived his vacant face stared pitying at the postscript Excuse bad writing hurry piano downstairs coming out of her shell row with her in the X L cafe about the bracelet wouldn't eat her cakes or speak or look sauce box he sopped other dyes of bread in the gravy and ate piece after piece of kidney twelve and six a week not much still she might do worse music hall stage young student he drank a draught of cooler tea to wash down his meal then he read the letter again twice oh well she knows how to mind herself but if not no nothing has happened of course it might wait in any case till it does a wild piece of goods her slim legs running up the staircase destiny ripening now vain very he smiled with troubled affection at the kitchen window day i caught her in the street pinching her cheeks to make them red anemic a little was given milk too long on the erin's king that day round the kish damned old tub pitching him about not a bit funky her pale blue scarf loose in the wind with her hair all dimpled cheeks and curls your head it simply swirls seaside girls torn envelope hand stuck in his trousers pockets jarvie off for the day singing friend of the family swirls he says pier with lamps summer evening band those girls those girls those lovely seaside girls milly too young kisses the first far away now past mrs marion reading lying back now counting the strands of her hair smiling braiding a soft qualm regret flowed down his backbone increasing will happen yes prevent useless can't move girls sweet light lips will happen too he felt the flowing qualms spread over him useless to move now lips kissed kissing kissed full gluey woman's lips better where she is down there away occupy her wanted a dog to pass the time might take a trip down there august bank holiday only two and six return six weeks off however might work a press pass or through mccoy The cat, having cleaned all her fur, returned to the meat-stained paper, nosed at it, and stalked to the door. She looked back at him, mewing, wants to go out. Wait before a door, sometime it will open. Let her wait, has the fidgets. Electric, thunder in the air, was washing at her ear with her back to the fire too. He felt heavy, full, then a gentle loosening of his bowels. He stood up, undoing the waistband of his trousers. The cat mewed to him. Meow, he said in answer. Wait till I'm ready. Heaviness, hot day coming. Too much trouble to fag up the stairs to the landing. A paper. He liked to read at stool. Hope no ape comes knocking just as I'm. In the table drawer, he found an old number of bits. He folded it under his armpit, went to the door and opened it the cat went up in soft bounds ah wanted to go upstairs curl up in a ball on the bed listening he heard her voice come come pussy come he went out through the back door into the garden stood to listen towards the next garden no sound perhaps hanging clothes out to dry the maid was in the garden fine morning he bent down to regard a lean file of spearmint growing by the wall Make a summer house here, Scarlet Runners, Virginia Creepers. Want to manure the whole place over, scabby soil. A coat of liver of sulphur, all soil like that without dung. Household slops, loam. what is this that is? The hens in the next garden, their droppings are very good top dressing. Best of all though, are the cattle, especially when they are fed on those oil cakes. Mulch of dung, best thing to clean ladies kid gloves dirty cleans ashes too we claim the whole place grow peas in that corner there lettuce always have fresh greens then steel gardens have their drawbacks that be your blue bottle here whit monday he walked on where's my hat by the way must have put it back on the peg or hanging up on the floor funny i don't remember that all stand too full four umbrellas her rain cloak picking up the letters Drago's shop bell ringing, queer. I was just thinking that moment. Brown, brilliantined hair over his collar. Just had a wash and brush up. Wonder, have I time for a bath this morning? Tara Street. Chap in the pay box there got away. James Stevens, they say. O'Brien. Deep voice that fellow Glugach has. Agenda? What is it? Now my miss enthusiast he kicked open the crazy door of the jakes better be careful not to get these trousers dirty for the funeral he went in bowing his head under the low lintel leaving the door ajar amid the stench of mouldy lime wash and stale cobwebs he undid his braces before sitting down he peered through a chink up at the next door window the king was in his counting house nobody a squat on the stool, he folded out his paper turning its pages over on his bared knees something new and easy no great hurry keep it a bit our prize titbit matcham's master stroke written by mr philip beaufoy playgoers club london payment at the rate of one guinea a column has been made to the writer three and a half three pounds three three pounds thirteen and six Quietly he read restraining himself the first column and yielding but resisting began the second midway his last resistance yielding he allowed his bowels to ease themselves quietly as he read reading still patiently that slight constipation of yesterday quite gone hope it's not too big bring on piles again no just right so ah costive one tabloid of cascara sagrada life might be so it did not move or touch him but it was something quick and neat print anything now city season he read on seated calm above his own rising smell neat certainly matcham often thinks of the master stroke by which he won the laughing witch who now begins and ends morally hand in hand smart he glanced back through what he had read and while feeling his water flow quietly he envied kindly mr beaufoy who had written it and received payment of three pounds thirteen and six my manager's sketch by mr and mrs l m bloom invent a story for some proverb which time i used to try jotting down on my cuff what she said dressing this light dressing together nicked myself shaving biting her nether lip, hooking the placket of her skirt, timing her, 9.15, did Roberts pay you yet? 9.20, what had Greta Conroy on? 9.23, what possessed me to buy this comb? 9.24, I'm swelled after that cabbage, a speck of dust on the patent leather of her boot. Rubbing smartly in turn each welt against her stocking calf, morning after the bazaar dance, when May's band played Ponchielli's Dance of the Hours. Explain that. Morning hours, noon, then evening coming on, then night hours. Washing her teeth. That was the first night. Her head dancing, her fan sticks clicking. Is that Boylan well off? He has money. Why? I noticed he had a good smell off his breath, dancing. No use humming then. Allude to it strange kind of music that last night the mirror was in shadow she rubbed her hand glass briskly on her woolen vest against her full wagging bub peering into it lines in her eyes it wouldn't pan out somehow evening hours girls in grey gauze night hours then black with daggers and eye masks poetical idea pink then golden then grey then black still true to life also day then the night he tore away half the prize story sharply and wiped himself with it then he girded up his trousers braced and buttoned himself he pulled back the jerky shaky door of the jakes and came forth from the gloom into the air in the bright light lightened and cooled in limb he eyed carefully his black trousers the ends the knees the hocks of the knees what time is the funeral better find out in the paper a creak and a dark whirr in the air high up the bells of george's church they told the hour loud dark iron hey ho hey ho hey ho hey ho hey ho quarter two there again the overtone following through the air third poor dignum End of. Section 5